This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> yeah. I know I know my voice makes it sound like I'm large, but it's not true. Yeah. I mean, he just has an enlarged vocal cord. Yeah, I mean um, it's pretty sweet. I'm actually kinda of starting to get a stiffy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Like last time, I'm gonna fucking cut that out. <laughs> and then feature it at the top of the episode. Yeah. Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Thundercast. My name's Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. Grew up another podcast that just talks about movies. Yeah, it'd be great if you started being more cheerful with that. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck you for listening to our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> another podcast about movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we're coming to you live from the inside of Abraham Lincoln's top hat. Uh, there's a very glorious si- skylight in here. <laughs> and uh, our sponsor today is... Um, who's our sponsor? Oh, I forget. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, that says a lot. Uh, th- this, uh, our sponsor is Amnesia. Uh, <laughs> for, for when you can't remember what your sponsor was. Uh, all right. So, you know, just to start things off. Uh, so this week's episode is about uh, Pixar and uh, Disney Pixar films because The Incredibles 2 came out, um, well, Effectively last week uh, for when we're recording this podcast, but um, as of when it's released, two weeks prior. Um, so we're a little behind on the times. But So we're going to talk about uh, all the Disney and Pixar films. Well, not all Disney films, but all Disney-Pixar yeah, films. That would be a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have all fucking night, guys. No, me neither. All right, Liam, but let's go, go from straight up the top. Uh, what did you guys see this week, if anything at all? Anything in TV? Any movies? I rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy 2, a movie that I know mm-hmm. you guys... I know Christian hates. Yeah, I fucking don't. And I don't mind it. I mean, it kind of has the problem I have with uh, most Marvel movies, but I'm not going to get into that right now. That's fair. But uh, no, I I watched a video essay by uh, Lindsay Ellis. Oh, that's a that's a really good one, actually. Yeah, yeah. The the complex feels of Guardians of the Galaxy two. She was uh, she was on uh, Channel Awesome, wasn't she? Yeah, she yeah, she she left a long time ago. Yeah, she was the nostalgia chick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for good reason. That those guys are not Uh, great. But yeah, I, I I watched that video essay and I'm like, oh, I, I didn't really care for Guardians 2 the first time through. So I'm like, I'll watch it again. And having her uh, her viewpoint in my head completely changed the experience. Really? It, it changed it from a silly, forgettable comedy action movie to a, like an, a legit character study about, about child abuse, essentially. Really? Yeah. Well, so what, what did she have to say about it? Like I mean, I would uh, I should probably just go watch the goddamn <laughs> video, but there, it, it's it's give me the cliff notes. It's 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 like a half hour video essay. Oh wow! <laughs> Essentially, okay. every every one of the guardians is recovering some from some sort of trauma or abuse. Yeah, specifically by parental figures, and how they all they're all dealing with that essentially. What yeah. Drax? Well, Drax is more from the parental side. Ah, I see. Yeah, because like he lost his daughter and whatnot. Right. I mean, well, even then, I still argue of Drax that doesn't quite translate as in the first one he's kind of like more of a stoic barbarian and now he's a doofus he was a doofus in the first one you can hear some cars driving by oh great guys with big trucks but anyway you know that's the cliff notes of that so you know what i realized i'm just just on a side note pretty much every single episode we've done i've called somebody out for being a fucking asshole (laughs) (laughs) like the first episode i was like fuck max landis and the next next one like i was uh fuck brian singer and now i'm like fuck guys with big trucks like (laughs) oh and actually you did it twice because you 
didn't talk so highly about Channel Awesome. But oh, again, yeah, that's, that's completely justified. All right, four out of four, guys. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what else, what else I could fit in here. Um, yeah, you. What did you see? Uh, well, I was at a friend's house recently. Uh, he had a copy of Rampage downloaded, so I was like, oh, I'll watch it with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last 20 minutes are pretty awesome, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, chews scenery the way a six-year-old chews bubblegum, but... <laughs> nice. That's an interesting description. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know. It was kind of fun. It was, like, there were just... There's a lot of st- really fucking stupid shit in there. Yeah. I mean, one person that I do support wholeheartedly with my entire body is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That because he's The Rock. Yeah. If he... Dwayne, Uncle DJ, uh, <laughs> if you ever want to be on the podcast, please... You know what? I'm begging you. I'm not even asking you. I'm begging you. I, I would love it if you came on. I just want to see your face and um, your touch your earlobes. So on that subject, <laughs> Lucas, what is your favorite part of a rock? <laughs> what is my favorite part of the rock? Yeah, yes. not like part he's played, but like mm. physical. Yeah, that, that's what I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know. Probably the top of his head. Nice. Uh, I haven't heard it, that it, one it before. Just, it just looks so that, smooth and like rubbable, and that shiny dome. Of... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big fan of his left lobe, oh, yeah. left earlobe. Yeah, he's just inhumanly charismatic. Yeah, I love well, that. I, in Jumanji, right? Like, have you seen... Uh, I haven't, no. Oh, okay. He's super good. He's probably the only reason to watch the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, he's super fun in it. Um, and then, I mean, even the Fast and the Furious movies, which I haven't seen, but what I have seen from it, it's always like, yeah, fucking Rock kicks ass. <laughs> Just seeing the Rock flex out of a cast. <laughs> yeah. Dad's yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, gonna go to work. <laughs> um, and... Uh, I don't know. I think my favorite part of a rock would have to be that face he makes on all his Instagram photos when he lifts something heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, you took this from fun to just downright creepy. I mean, it's fascinating. He He's so committed. It's like, oh, I very well could be shitting out my rectum, but I don't care. <laughs> Liam, is that your phone in your pocket? or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta get off your lap. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, why am I sitting on your lap right now? We're all just sitting on Liam's lap. By the yeah. way. That's how we record all of our podcasts. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Liam's actually a 300-pound Santa impersonator. <laughs> Lucas and I just sit on each one of his laps. Like, li- oh yeah, by the way, Lucas and I are both little people. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know my voice makes it sound like I'm large, but it's not true. Yeah. Uh, it's deceiving. I mean, he just has an enlarged vocal cord. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. it's pretty sweet. I'm actually kind of starting to get a stiffy. <laughs> All right. Like last time, I'm going to fucking cut that out. <laughs> and then feature it at the top of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you see? Um, I saw Solo again. <laughs> so I've seen it twice. Uh, well, they need the money. Yeah. Honestly, I really like that movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's super fun. I don't think we talked about it. Uh, well, yeah, since I, we've yeah, seen I, it. I talked about it, but since you guys have seen it, no. No. Yeah, so I've seen it twice. I saw it once with uh, with Liam and a friend of ours who will probably one day be a guest on the show. And then I saw it again with a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into the context of why. <laughs> anyway, and, you know, seeing it with adults is a lot different than seeing it with a child. Because mm. when you see it with a kid, it's just, like, wide-eyed. Like, there's that cameo at the end. Yeah. And he honestly just, like... Lost his mind, took off his 3D glasses, looked at me, and was like, What is happening? I was like, I know. It's great to see Wicket or Willow in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it was actually Buffy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Dracula shows up yeah. for some reason. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a weird movie. Maybe that's not why it's <laughs> making any money. Um, but I also saw Incredibles two, so mm-hmm. that one and Primo Supremo, like oh, totally. really good yeah. film. I Super haven't seen fun. it yet. I will. Yet. I will say overall, I don't think it's quite as good as the first one, but it's definitely a worth, worthy sequel. The animation is probably the best Pixar's ever put out. Yeah, really? I would say That's so. That's saying a lot. Yeah, yeah, like it's, they they look like. Well, I mean, they look like people in an animated film, but they look the most uh, like people. Yeah, it's kind of okay. like, have you ever seen uh, The Adventures of Tintin? Yes. Uh, you mm-hmm. know how, like, when they have the close-ups and stuff, and, like, it looks, like, about as realistic as a cartoon could be? Yeah. That uh, The Incredibles 2 puts that to shame. Yeah. There's this really funny moment where Violet, like, spits water out of her nose, mm-hmm. and it, dude, is so fucking funny. <laughs> oh. Like, everybody in the theater lost their mind. And then Bao, which is the short film that, op- that played before it. Yeah, the most... Mm-hmm. Fucked up short Pixar's ever put out. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting so excited about Incredibles um, 2. Right? And also, uh, <laughs> just uh, to get the, uh, the shitty guy comment out of the way, Elastigirl, still probably the hottest animated lady I've ever seen. Yeah, she's thick, <laughs> yo. She's, she's, yep. Uh, I'm not even gonna, uh, that time, like, I cut out, in our last episode, I cut out a massive chunk about you just, like, going off on um, Bryce Dallas Howard. And so, <laughs> this time, I'm going to leave this one in. Because, you know, like, Elastigirl, I'm, you know what, no, I'm cutting this out. If there ever was a MILF, it was Elastigirl. Oh, boo. <laughs> boo, Liam. Okay, but, you know, the inverse of that, going back, um, what are we at, like, 25 years of Pixar now? When did Toy Story, 2, Toy Story come out? It was 95. 95. So, 22 years ago, because I'm, I'm, tw- er, no, it would be 23, because I'm 21, and it came out a year before I was born. Does that math check out? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Okay, 23 years of Pixar. Um, I guess even more, because they had, like, the Tin Soldier, or whatever it was called. The or, Tin Toy. The Tin Toy. The scariest mm, yeah. fucking baby I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's what I mean. So Pixar going from making babies and, like, um, Andy's mom look dreadfully terrifying. Like, yeah. like, absolutely horrendous. And Sid... Like oh. oh man, it's it's scary. And then you kick it to now, where it's like, I could, you know, if if Mister Incredible walked in through the door right now, I'd be like, "What's up, Bob?" Like, <laughs> I, I would totally recognize him as a human being. But on that note, we'll go. Um, we're gonna go through the Pixar movies um, from their very first one to their most recent one. Um, so starting with Toy Story, what are you guys? What are you guys' thoughts on Toy Story? I love it. Um, I think, like most people, I love the original Toy Story. Yeah, me too. I think it was the first movie I ever saw in theaters, honestly. I would have been three years old um, when it came out. So one of those things where your mom just takes you to the movie theater and sits you down and you shut the fuck up for <laughs> 64, 75 minutes, right? But, uh, no, I love Toy Story. I think yeah. I think it's, it's... I mean, you wouldn't have any of the modern animation we have today if it wasn't for Toy Story. And for the most part, at least with the toys, it still looks pretty good. It's just when you get to the humans and especially the Pac-Man dog that look pretty freaky. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, for me, I'm not super attached to the Toy Story uh, franchise. I'm not entirely sure why. It was just... It was one of the movies I saw as a kid, and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's toys and there's color and it's pretty. uh." Yeah, but for the most part, I've kind of... Forgotten about it? Like, I've rewatched it since. I'm like, yeah, this is still a really good movie, but it's not one that really stands out to me. Yeah. 
That's fair. Um, I, I think a lot of it for me is that, like, uh, as a kid, I love toys. In fact, I still fucking love toys. And <laughs> so, like, I kind of add Most that of sentiment them are butt to plugs it. Now, but. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm more partial to the little furry handcuffs. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, like, there's also the fact that, like, even, like, as I got older, I'm sad to admit I was kind of like Sid uh, <laughs> to a point where my dad had to put that stupid lock on the tool shed. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, Liam still blows shit up, so... Well, not really. We've, 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 you know, rectified that situation. Yeah, apparently um, it's not a wise idea to be pouring Captain Margins in a fire pit. Captain Margins? <laughs> Captain Margins. <laughs> you from Nova Scotia? <laughs> no, I'm a Captain Margins. I'm a newfie. <laughs> Um, Bring us some drinks and come, eh? <laughs> everybody. <laughs> that's sorry, your newfie. We're yeah, so sorry. Yeah, that's your Newfoundlander impression. Hey there, everybody. <laughs> that's more like Nova Scotia. Uh, yeah, Toy Story. I, I, I'm pretty partial to it. Like, I, I, it's one of those. I had, you know, I had a Woody doll. I had a Buzz Lightyear doll. Mm, uh, I did love Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, yeah. Remember Star Command, the TV show? Yeah, yep. yes. yeah great show. Um, you have a uh, what's his name? Uh, Nedry from Jurassic Park is Zerg. Yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not Zerg. <laughs> yeah, he is. No, he's not. No, no, he's not. Wayne Knight is Wayne Knight is Zerg, dude. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, I really don't think that's true. Do you want to bet? I don't want to bet. I'm gonna look <laughs> it up right now. But I'm like a hundred percent. He is in the second one. He is in the second movie. But I'm pr- okay. You guys talk about Bugs Life while I look this up. <laughs> All right, Bugs Life. I, as a kid, I actually preferred uh, Bugs Life over Toy Story. Really? Because I had an obsession with ants. Well, I mean, ants are cool, but like... Like Woody Allen ants? <laughs> well... I mean, that one too, but that one scared me. I don't know. I think... <laughs> I don't know. You see, I'm, with ant, on the subject of ants coming up, like, I always... I grew up with kind of both at the same time, and I always kind of slightly preferred ants, just because I liked the more grit, more gritty look to it, and mm. like, um, I liked how the, there was a the different showing of like mass and size with bugs. Even as a kid, I thought A Bug's Life was just a little too cartoony mm. and a little too just, like, innocent-looking. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Ants was definitely a lot more real, but uh, that was there in the whole, like, uh, yeah, I, Eisner... Um, uh, Katzenberg, Katzenberg feud. feud. Mm. Okay. Yeah, like, because Katzenberg uh, left Disney after, yeah. like, uh, bringing their animated films in, mm-hmm. or essentially producing most of their an- animated films during the Renaissance. And when he was out on his way out the door, he claimed that he owned the idea for that bug movie. So he went over to form DreamWorks and decided to rush it out as fast as he could. Evil Emperor Zerg, Andrew Stanton. Huh. Shit. (laughs) I know he played him somewhere. No, he didn't. He never played Zerg. Also, Andrew Stanton? Yeah. Huh. I don't know who that is. He's he's one of uh, Pixar's directors. Oh, yeah. Finding yeah, yeah. Nemo Finding and, uh, and A Bug's well, Life. I, I knew I knew that. Oh, he did do A Bug's Life, he didn't he? A Bug's he? Life, oh, yeah. Look at that. Um, uh, no, I, when, writing yeah. and directing Bug's Life, yeah. Oh, yeah and when he, I was a kid, I, I loved the caterpillar. I don't know his, I don't remember his name. Hans, I yeah. think. But it, I, I love, yeah, I, I just loved him, the scene at the end where he I look at me, I'm a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> oh no, but uh, the circus bugs make that movie. Yeah. Like you've got Dennis Leary as a um oh was that a ladybug? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. David Hyde Pierce as a uh, as a stick bug. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty great. Oh, but Kevin Spacey's <laughs> Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kevin Spacey's hop. Okay, maybe we can't right. watch that movie again now. <laughs> oh yeah, Hayden Panettiere's dot. I yeah. Oh that. shit, really? Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh man. I love I love the rock scene. The rock like, scene? <laughs> like when when she hands uh flick the Rock. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and Circuit Box is like, must be an ant thing. <laughs> it's like this is a seed. 
It's a rock. <laughs> um, you know, actually, the more I think about it, I haven't seen A Bug's Life probably since I was in my earlier teens. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dave same. Foley is flick. That's right. Oh. Another oh. mainstay with a lot of uh, Pixar films. Yeah, because... Uh, well, because a fun fact about Pixar is that, like, most of a pe- most of our directors have all been there since the beginning. Yeah. Like, uh, from what I understand, when Toy Story was almost done, they all kind of sat down and went for lunch. And they were like, well, this is almost done. We got to think about making more. And apparently they were there, like, pretty much until, like, 2 a.m. closing. And uh, they brainstormed ideas that turned into A Bug's Life, Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc., and Wall-E. Wall-E. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. What a brainstorming session. Yeah. Lassiter must just be like on like Adderall constantly just like <laughs> thinking about cartoons and shit. Yeah, and again, like most of them stuck around. Like John, uh, well, John Lassiter's done now, but like yeah. Yeah. An- uh, Andrew Stanton, um, I think even Brad Bird was kind of lobbying around a little bit. Yeah, he uh, he also, uh, Ratatouille I think is what he also directed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, he's, you know, he's a mainstay in, in, uh, Pixar at least. Um, and then Toy Story 2 comes out. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure Toy Story 2 was the second movie I ever saw in theaters. (laughs) Um, Didn't see much between those few years? I don't, I'm not sure. I, I'm gonna say no, but, uh, when did it come out? 99. Okay, I probably saw something else in there. That was one of, I know Toy Story 2 was one of the first movies I saw in the theater. Yeah. Um, Um, because the first one I ever saw in theaters was Tarzan. You have little one-year-old Liam in the movies. Yep. <laughs> diaper full of shit. Starting them early. I'll admit, I don't remember Toy Story 2. I know really? I've, I've seen it at least three times. I can, hmm. th- I can remember three specific times that I have watched it. I don't remember what happens. Like anything at all? I know that, that Jesse's in it. I know that like Bullseye's in it. There's that, there's that short, round man with the beard. A prospector. Yeah, a prospector. prospector. I don't remember anything that happens. Really? Yeah. That's my favorite Toy Story. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I love it Toy was, Story 2. Because, I mean, um, I have so much trouble ranking uh, the Toy Story films. Like, because there are things I like more in the first one than I like in the others, but there are things I like more in the others than I like in the first one and vice versa. You see it as, like, a saga, almost? The uh, Toy Story saga? Kind of. <laughs> it's kind of like Back to the Future in that sense. Uh, I don't know if you could sit down and watch all the Toy Story movies at once, though. Like, uh, that would be quite the endeavor. I don't know, each of them are only like an hour and a half. Mm, true. But once you get to Toy Story 3 and you want to kind of jump out of a bridge, or jump off a bridge. <laughs> jump out of a bridge. Jump out of a bridge, yeah. First, first you got to figure out how to get inside the bridge. <laughs> and then you're like, wow, I really want to get out of this yeah. bridge. I <laughs> want to go back and watch Toy Story 3. There's not a lot of room in here. <laughs> um, hard to believe that the fourth movie Pixar put out was Monsters, Inc. Which is still one is of my really? favorites. Yeah. Yeah, fourth movie. Uh, unbelievable considering um, the way it looks. Like, their, yeah. their animations, like, uh, skyrocketed. Oh, you can pretty days. much count the hairs on Sully when he's doing push-ups at the mm-hmm. beginning. Is that mm-hmm. 2001? Yeah, and again, like, uh, wow. Monsters, Inc. is... It's either that or The Incredibles, which is my favorite Pixar film. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, I think a lot of it is felt like it was such a cool original idea... And, like, it's also a movie that just goes and doesn't stop. Yeah. But, like, it still has room for those little emotions that you feel. Like, I can't, like I, we watched it again the other night, and when it's, like, Sully saying goodbye to Boo, I was like, oh, damn it, I'm a grown man, <laughs> and I'm starting to get sad. I'm not going to cry out a monster saying goodbye to a little girl in an animated movie. <laughs> yeah, Liam doesn't cry very often, because he's an emotionless monster. <laughs> Incorporated. <laughs> but 
but to the point of it being original, I believe there was a movie that came out before it, a live action movie that has actually a pretty similar concept. It's yeah, my Fred little savage. Uh, yeah, and uh, and um, shoot, uh, Howie Mandel. Yeah, it's Howie. Was Man- it Howie Mandel? Yeah, it's my little monster. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Um, where, yeah. where they go underneath the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but I think it's a great example of, like, um, ideas being a dime a dozen and it's execution that really matters. Oh, yeah, um, sure. Like, because the whole thing, what's interesting is that it is kind of like a weird, like, allegory, or or allegory is the wrong word, but for the uh, energy crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, how uh, it kind of showcases, like, moving away from one energy source to another in the yeah. end. Like how a, going... a toxic energy source as opposed to a clean energy source. Yeah. And also you have Steve Buscemi as a creepy lizard. I, <laughs> Randall's my favorite part of that movie. <laughs> yeah. I love Randall. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it's so cool, like, how he blends in with everything, and even mm-hmm. when Boo's hitting him with a bat, and yeah. he's, like, changing different colors. I just love how he moves. Yeah, yeah so the cool. reptilian, creepy way he like crawls around. It, I don't know for some reason that was always really compelling for me. Oh yeah, Jennifer Tilly's in it too. Okay, um, I mean Jennifer Tilly usually bugs me just because I find her voice really grating. Yeah, but like uh, I don't know, I don't mind it as much in Monsters Inc. Remind remind me who she is. Uh, Celia. Celia. Mike's uh, girlfriend. Ah, you know, okay. With the snakes hairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say uh, Roz. That's who I like a lot. I love yeah. Roz. Yeah, Roz is so funny. Um, and also Bob Peterson um, played her. Isn't he is one of the directors? Hilarious. Yes. Uh, he uh, becoming an so he's an animator. So on Toy Story, co-director of Up, um, all that oh. stuff. Oh, crazy think... how they do that. It's so internal with Pixar. They're very they yeah. like they love being because what else like you're just making movies with your friends. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like. Kevin Smith on a higher scale in animation. <laughs> Kevin Smith at a much higher scale, yeah. for sure. I love uh, how even Kevin Smith is just like, no, my movies are they're 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 okay at best. <laughs> yeah. like, my writing's really good. Um, he totally doesn't sound like that. Did you see that picture of him when he was? It just came out of him uh, at the Big and Tall store. Like, it just no. came out like two days ago of, uh, and he's like lost like forty five pounds. That's crazy. He looks really good. Right on. Yeah. Fun, like, fun little uh, side story with uh, Roz. When I went to Disneyland with my with my family when I was younger, we went on the Monsters Inc. ride, and at the end, uh, there's a figure of Roz standing there, and someone's doing a voice for her in the background. Cool. So like, we pulled up, and I was not, I didn't know that this was gonna ha- that anything was gonna happen. I was sitting next to my sister, and then all of a sudden, just Roz's voice, "Hey, little boy in the second row." Is that your sister? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yes, I <laughs> This office is now closed. Yeah. <laughs> also, I can never get over just how funny Mike is. Mm. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. I mean, even just with the whole, like, when Randall's trying to, like, get him to beat him at the scare floor, it's like, so when everyone goes, uh, sorry, when everyone goes for lunch, the scare floor will be painted. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Such a good movie. I'm good really movie. happy I got to rewatch it again. <laughs> and then Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Uh, probably, probably. Honestly, when I was young, probably the one that had the biggest impression on me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why the, is that? The one my family watched uh, together the most. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of why I have a lot of trouble watching Finding Nemo again. Uh, was it like these days? Because I saw it so much as a kid from like having younger siblings and like. Mm. Though it also was interesting because it's the. Probably one of the only times I've ever seen my dad my dad cry in a theater. In <laughs> what fact, a wuss. In fact, I think, uh, in fact, what was interesting as a kid is that it, it seemed to mean a lot more to my dad than it did to me to, than it did to me or my brothers. That's the story of my fatherhood. 
Yeah, so, yeah. like, and I just find it really interesting how it connected with my dad that much. Mm-hmm. Maybe your dad just likes fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just really, he's, he's a big fan of fish and other aquatic animals. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he was just really high. He was just, like, wiping his eyes off. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love Finding Nemo. I think it's a, it's, it's definitely the best, well, compared to Finding Dory. Um, it's the best movie starring fish ever made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a fucking Will Smith fish or yeah. Yeah. Shark Tail or whatever Shark it's called. Tail. Surf's up. Um, no, that's about penguins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but are penguins fish? No. No, penguins are birds. birds. Yeah, though, that was uh, the dumbest fucking thing you'll ever hear you say on this podcast. Fucking moron. Um, <laughs> But yeah, well, the interesting thing also with Finding Nemo is that it did spawn a lot of, like, bad knockoffs. Like, again, you got oh, yeah. Will Smithish. You got... I remember this one direct-to-DVD uh, one called, like, The Reef or something. Yes, yeah. I oh, okay. Yeah. The Reef. <laughs> Reefer Madness. Uh, <laughs> but it's with fish, man. <laughs> what um, a great idea. Um, but yeah, Finding Nemo, uh, like I was, I was going to say, compared to Finding Dory, it's probably the best animated water you've ever seen mm-hmm. uh, like um I, it looks absolutely phenomenal oh, i mean a good dinosaur has some incredible animated very water true too. yes um, very true the, what do you call it? like the jellyfish and mm-hmm. uh oh yeah mm-hmm. um there's also uh the what's that what's the the lantern fish or what's it called fish yeah mm-hmm. i remember that just scaring the living shit out of me as a kid <laughs> yeah it was pretty for scary me, for me i was like oh, it's an anglerfish because i learned about anglerfish like two weeks before i saw it <laughs> I'm like it's an anglerfish i know what that is i'm so smart uh, and all i knew is i'd never seen anything like it before i was yeah. like is that even a real fish it's like a demon or something yeah little baby lucas and little yeah. liam just getting scared by a fish yeah. <laughs> um and then uh what i would probably say is the best pixar film is the incredibles Yes, um, it's I up mean, there for sure. Actually, that's a lie. I have a better one, but <laughs> one that I love significantly more. Liam knows mm-hmm. what I'm going to talk about, but I, f- I uh, feel like I might know what it is. You um, probably already know yeah. what it is. Yeah, The Incredibles, though. You know, um, the name is suitable. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it is incredible. Um, I was talking with uh, these guys recently, and I was saying that which guys? Uh, you guys. Who? Um, Oh, they were talking about those guys over there. Uh, hey, we, guys. Have, we have an in-studio audience. They just have to be really quiet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we keep them with you know, gags and stuff. They're, <laughs> not, they're not really an audience. <laughs> but the interesting thing about The Incredibles is that I feel like it's gotten more relevant as time has gone on. Mm-hmm. Like, Syndrome could easily be a stand-in for, like, our current fan culture and those fucking Rick and Morty Star Wars fan assholes. Hey, hey. <laughs> hold, hold your tongue there, champ. Um, tearing, you know, like, uh, I could see Syndrome as the kind of guy to tear up a McDonald's or or t- terrorize an actress for a performance on social media. Yeah. yeah. Shoot up a yeah. school. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I just... I mean, he does... He doesn't. He's not too far off from shooting the school. He creates a robot and attacks the city. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he probably destroyed a school in there. You know, probably um, he murdered a lot of people. Yeah, there was a lot of dead superheroes. Yeah, yeah that's something that they, they kind of gloss over in that movie. Is mm-hmm. no, he's legitimately killing people. You yeah. see a skeleton yeah. in the yeah, well, movie. So, oh yeah, yeah. Well, what's so inter- cool about The Incredibles is that it has like so many dark and like almost uh, cynical uh, storytelling aspects, but mm-hmm. it still never loses its sense of fun. Mm-hmm. One, one of my favorite scenes in that movie is they're on the island, and Elastigirl has like just saved everybody. They're in that cave. They started the fire. And Elastigirl's like, you know those cartoons you kids watched on Saturday mornings when the kids always got away because they were kids? This isn't like that. They <laughs> will kill you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Well, yeah, could you imagine having that conversation with your mom? Oh man. Just being like, Lucas, they're gonna murder you. Yeah. There's also <laughs> the uh 
The other really cool thing is that, uh, or one line that's always really stuck out with me from The Incredibles, which is when uh, Mr. Incredible, like, or Bob comes home and, like, Helen's been up waiting for him. And she's mad at him because he doesn't want to go to Dash's uh, fourth grade graduation. And he yeah. says, it's amazing how we create new new ways to celebrate mediocrity. Yeah. And that's actually something that I'm like, yeah, I, I really feel that, actually. <laughs> Give everybody a... Yeah, that's a that is also Bob at his most cynical, too. Yeah, totally. But but then, uh, like, later, when uh, Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible are fighting, I hmm. uh, it... She screams at him, it's not about you. Yeah. And I think that kind of actually count, sort yeah. of counters that point. Yeah, which is odd because that sort of thought process doesn't really carry over into the second one, mm. unfortunately. The yeah. second one, there's a lot more focus on Bob being, you know, upset that he's not the one who's in, you know, in the spotlight. Oh, okay. And having to realize that, um, that par- uh, what is it, that par- being a parent and a dad is can be just as uh, rewarding and heroic as actually going out and saving lives yeah but yeah, it ta- yeah, you, you can't you kind of get that from the trailer it yeah, does take him a while to get there but that's mm-hmm. basically his arc in the movie yeah but it's like uh yeah i don't know it's still one of my it's still probably my favorite pixar film i think it's definitely uh it was nominated actually for best original screenplay oh, right. and i do think oh. that's that that's not without any merit mm-hmm. i also love that children murder people in it yeah what really <laughs> Um, yeah, when when the Dash and Viola are going through the forest and people are like chasing them on the saucer things and they uh, literally yeah, blow man. them up. Usually yeah. in movies like that, you see the guy eject and have like the parachute and everything's <laughs> like, nope, they're dead. Yeah. Um, there's <laughs> also wow. what's also super cool about it is like how it Brad Bird stays true to like his very like pulpy sensibilities and he also almost kind of makes it a spy movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, like versus, even the opening credits. All right, I get opening yeah, credits or the uh, I guess the the the. the Credit roll at the end where it's just like, bam, bam, bam. yeah, that's so yeah. like, yeah, that's so Very like Bond. classic Bond and like, I mean, he went on to do uh, Mission Impossible, yeah, which true. was also awesome. Um, I, I I've loved basically everything Brad Bird has done. So, yeah, yeah, we should do an episode on Brad Bird. Oh, that's totally, pretty, pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is Cars. Which I have very little opinion on. I, yeah, it was fine. It's it a was movie there. about cars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't dislike. I mean, I don't like cars very much, but it's like how was real it? But, cars? Or, but it wasn't bad. It's more so that I think a lot of it is that like I'm not a car person. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't really. I I don't really care about cars in general. But there's also the fact that like I feel like all the other Pixar movies kind of like break the mold with their storytelling, kind of do newer and creative things with them. Well, Cars kind of just follows the typical redemption archetype of a thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah it is. It is a pretty basic story. The, but with cars, yeah. Liam. It's got cars. <laughs> it's got cars. <laughs> yeah, I honestly have like very little opinion about yeah, Cars. It's there's a movie. not a whole lot to talk about. I saw it. I've seen it a couple times. It's... Sure, Larry the Cable Guy's funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, the shtick. My mom loved Mater, though. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not entirely sure... What it, she she just loved that line like my name's Mater's like Tuh Mater just uh, Tuh. <laughs> I, know, I have a feeling most redneck parents would probably like Mater. What do you, you call, call, call my mom a redneck? Mary Maybe. is a wonderful woman. <laughs> <laughs> she produced our movie. <laughs> it's true, she did. Yeah. Oh, on that note, we make movies too sometimes. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen uh, Thunder Lizard Collective on YouTube, please go and check that out and mm-hmm. make sure you like and subscribe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Know, shameless mm-hmm. plug. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Ratatouille. 
mm-hmm. which I rewatched recently because I'm right after Monsters Inc. Because I realized I had only seen Ratatouille once. Yeah. Every other Pixar movie I'd seen multiple times. I've only seen it once too. Um, and it's better than I remembered it being. It's really good. Um, it definitely does show a technical step step up in animation. Like, like The Incredibles looks good, but Ratatouille looks a little better. Mm-hmm. Also, after having now gone to France and and being in Paris, like they capture it really, really well. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I've, I've I've been to Paris, but only the airport. So. Ah. <laughs> you know, and I've walked I've walked down like the canals and the river and like um and have been to uh, most uh I was I've been to most parts of Paris and I can safely say that they get it pretty close like the way it's animated and kind of the feel of it mm-hmm. like even the way like when I go out for dinner and they'd serve they'd bring food out to you. It was very accurate. I didn't realize that it was in France. That's how. I, that's how many times. That's how you know I've only seen it once. <laughs> um, I do know Patton Oswalt plays the rat. Yep, mm-hmm. Remy. Mm-hmm. Remy. Oh, that's his name. Yeah. Um, do you think if you actually pulled on somebody's hair that you could make them cook really well? I think he's got the longest hair. Let's try. It. <laughs> yeah. Nope, doesn't work. Uh-huh. I can't reach. We're two little people. Remember. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, if there's any negative for uh, me in it, it's that um, the main uh, human character, um, I forget his name, uh, but I think a lot of it is that I don't, you're supposed to really buy his and like get invested in his relationship with Remy, and I don't really find him especially compelling, so I think that's a yeah, harder sell on the movie. Yeah, he's just kind of your basic protagonist. He's literally a puppet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's quite, yeah you're right. Kind of an idiot. Literally. Um, yeah, for some reason I think of him, think of him as Luigi. <laughs> like I don't think like it's Luigi Mario. Name. Yeah, like Luigi Mario. <laughs> oh, that's his name. It's Linguini. <laughs> is it actually his name? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Linguini's a type of pasta, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, his dad is a chef. Mm, I guess so, that's true. I feel that's like true. they just got a little lazy with that movie. <laughs> they like they probably went to France and were just like eating like escargot and horse meat and saw a fucking rat run by. And yeah. they're like, All right. So, someone was eating ratatouille. Saw a rat. That's a movie. <laughs> John Lasseter, again, high on Adderall, was just like, fuck, I got an idea. Um, yeah, I, I don't have much of an opinion on, on Ratatouille either, unfortunately. It was it was good. I liked it. Yeah. It was just, I, I've i seen it a couple times, but um, I'm probably never going to watch it again. Yeah, I do fine. I do think it has one of the better endings to a Pixar movie with, like, the critic character and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, like, I think it says a lot of really interesting stuff about just criticism criticism and whatnot that yeah. kind of resonates with me a little bit. Yeah. That's that's one of the most interesting part of the parts of the movie is the antagonist's little talk on criticism. <laughs> like this isn't what the movie's about, but it's there. Uh, and then we move on to Wally, which mm-hmm. I haven't seen. You haven't it's, seen Wally? It's I a beautiful fucking Wall. movie. Oh, it's it's yeah. one of my favorites. Like I've seen bits and pieces of Wally. Mm-hmm. I know it's about a, a killer robot that's going to go kill a bunch of people on a <laughs> no. space station. Um, no, is that no. right? I don't know. Directing oh. wise, it's prob- It's one of the most mature uh, movies uh, mm-hmm. Pixar's made. Like there's barely any talking in it for like the first forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, well, except for like wow. Holy shit, is that the robot? <laughs> He's in here, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Wally on the show. Our first guest. You know, I don't know. I mean, I love Wally. The only thing I don't, I'm not crazy about it is uh, I think the humans look kind of shitty. But I think a lot of it is because of the yeah, background. Kind of a, that's kind of part of it. Yeah, but I mean, to a point where like, I just felt like their design was a little like weak and like uh, even the way they were animated. When, like, everything else around them, I thought, looked absolutely stellar. I think that is kind of the point, though, because the focus is not on the people. It's on, it's on Wally and Eva. 
Eve. Mm. Is it Eve? It, yes. it is Eve. Just Wally says Eva. Eva. Oh, <laughs> also, fun fact: uh, Wally is voiced by uh, the uh, the guy who did all, mo- a lot of a sa- most of the sound effects for Star Wars. There you go. I, you know what's so <laughs> funny? Fun fact. I was literally just going to ask if you think Star Wars and Wally are in the same universe. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so weird. Yeah, Wally is just sort of it's it's Pixar's uh, first, I think, I think, and only delve into speculative fiction. Yeah, it's uh, and I mean, like, I'm yeah. a big, I'm a sci-fi junkie, so yeah. I love that kind of stuff. I think it gets a little preachy with the environmental stuff, but even then, I think that's something some people kind of need to hear. Yeah, it is, but also like the story itself and the ideas itself, they're not anything new. No. They, they've been told in hundreds of movies. It's not a bad message or anything. It's just that isn't. A uh, super like original thing to say. I hate saying original because I, I don't believe in originality. But <laughs> there's no such thing. Um, but it's just that's so original. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Lee. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come on. I know. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what I was saying. Uh, Shit. I'm so sorry. Okay. Originality. Not. Uh, oh yeah. Um, it's just a message that has been said a lot. Yeah. So it wasn't. You'd hear the, you hear the more you hear something, the less compelling it gets. Sometimes. Yeah, fair. And it's nowhere near to the caliber of, say, like uh, Captain Planet and like Urbo's people. <laughs> it's like we need to save the rainforest, man. Heart. Yeah, or even like, or even with some people I know, where they'll be like, you know what? Something I'm really passionate about: the environment. And I'm like, shut up. Just <laughs> not every issue needs to be hopped on, guys. Yeah, just tongue my bung, and then let's get. To <laughs> Yes, that is true. <laughs> no, I, I the first time I saw Wally, I hated it. Really? Yeah, because I don't know. I got really stuck on the whole. I, I got stuck on this point of like robots can't fall in love; they're not alive. Do you think Wally and, and, and Eve fuck? <laughs> well, they sort of kiss at the end. I, really? Well, I don't know. Well, there's, I mean, there's a little just a little spark passed between their foreheads. That's adorable. I mean, if if Lando can fuck a droid, anything's possible. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that was one thing. I think I mentioned that to you. Is that they essentially in Solo? They essentially confirm that humans fuck droids. I mean, that bit where L three three seven and Kira talk. Kira is that? Kira, her? yeah. Are talking and and she and Kira asks like, how does that work? And she's like, oh, it, it works. works. <laughs> <laughs> that was one point where I cringed. I mean, and, what? I mean, come on. How could you not you, fuck people, a robot? People are making sex robots now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, and now in a long time ago. Yeah. Like, that's probably where they got All the right, idea okay. from. They have fully sentient okay. droids. Of course they're going to fuck them. Okay, like, with okay. personalities, All right. you know? Do you think droids have buttholes? Um, I mean, if, if, if that's the way you want to go, you can build them in. I mean, does Wally have a butthole? That's a question the movie does not answer. Because, I mean, uh, he his I stomach mean, he and his butthole does. are pretty much the same Cause thing. Because, like, cause like he... he, he Brings all the garbage into his body, compresses it, and shoves it again out of the same hole. Yeah. So Wally poops out of his mouth. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Why are we so fixated on if you could fuck Wally? Wouldn't you much rather fuck Ava from uh, Ex Machina? What is, who plays her again? Is Alicia that... Vikander. Alicia Vikander. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Laura Croft herself. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, like if any, if anything, we're uh, I'm banging. Um, I want to end this conversation. I mean, I she's, a, she's a robot. I'm happy to pull her wires. <laughs> um, all right. Lord. Moving on. Uh, up. Up. Um, up a great one. 
Up, Up is, is another excellent one. Mm-hmm. It by far the saddest beginning to oh, any man. Pixar that, movie. No, that whole beginning in general, they could have easily just released that as a short film and put V end after that, and it would have still just been an outstanding movie. Yeah, but and then been. everyone in the theater would just be sitting there, just completely devastated, not paying attention to the actual movie that comes after. <laughs> what movie could come after that? <laughs> Brave. <Yeah. laughs> you, you don't gotta, have to pay attention to that one. Anyways. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be brave for, for that. Um, yeah, I like Up. Mm-hmm. I think Up is really good. I like the relationship that they build with Carl and mm-hmm. uh, Russell, little, little Asian kid. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, Russell. Um, and then Doug is really funny. Oh, that movie perfectly captures the personality of a dog. Oh man, <laughs> like my my sister's dog Calvin. He he is Doug. Yeah, like, straight up. My like, dad's he, dog he, is every Doug. Time he, every time he sees a squirrel, he does the exact same thing. Whoa. Does he ever you catch can't it? You can see that. <laughs> oh, yeah, just, just so you know at home, Lucas just pretended that he saw a squirrel. Yeah. Uh, stop bumping the table! <laughs> Liam! Uh, you know, I'm going to make less cuts on this episode just so we can show how much of a fuck-up we all are. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Up is totally fine. Like, it's a very beautiful story. I think it uh, it's really well told. A little predictable, like, toward mm. the end. Like, it's very obvious, like... Oh, of course, the only other human being that's in there is going to be a villain. Like, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. It so. also does get a little, like, suspension of disbelief becomes a little harder as it goes. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, it takes a lot of suspension of disbelief to begin with to buy that an old man could hook a bunch of balloons to his house and fly away. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but then I when mean, you have can little... you believe toys are alive? Yeah, but I mean, when you have little, when you have dogs piloting <laughs> airplanes and, uh... Yeah, it's a little I mean, a little hokey, but I mean that, that that that's the charm of it, honestly. The charm of Up comes from the unbelievability because I I think Up is less about Carl and it's more about Russell and maybe told from Russell's perspective mm-hmm. in a way where he's kind of fantasizing or romanticizing everything that's going on when in yeah. reality he's just a boy scout who's probably just helping an old man. Yeah. Right? Honestly though, I think I think that first 10 minutes is too good. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like it it, I t- it takes argument. away from the rest of the story, honestly. Yeah. Have that. Have have that as its own thing. It's beautiful. It's tragic, and then you attach a story that is related to it, but also like almost completely different in yeah. tone and style. Yeah. The animation's be- the same, but like it, it, it just feels like a separate thing. Yeah. Back- totally. Well, it's like you're you've you've said this a few times. It's like mashed potatoes and gravy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you have your mashed potatoes and then sometimes you put a little too much fucking gravy on there. Yeah. Do you really want to swallow that? Yeah. Right? You cook you cook one part of the mashed potatoes really well. The rest is, is, is good, but not quite as good. But you're not, like, not I, I want that, that, little, that little third of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see that argument. <laughs> but then Doug comes in and he spills the fucking gravy everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, then Toy Story 3, which I think mm-hmm. Toy Story 3 is... is absolutely spectacular it it's a really good film it's a very incredible story about toys <laughs> a toy story if you would yeah. the interesting thing with uh toy story 3 is that is that i was i mean by most pe- uh, people's standards around that age i was kind of like the, i was at the exact wrong age to be seeing it yeah because i was turning 13 and that was at a point when I was kind of stopping. I Were kinda, you really? I feel so fucking old now. I kinda, I, <laughs> I'm the oldest person I here. Know. I, I was. I was in my last year of high school. But I felt like I would. Um, I I was kind of at a point where I was, 
or no, I, yeah, anyway, I was kind of at that point where I was starting to kind of stop watching cartoons, and I was at that phase where, like, oh, everything I once liked sucked, and now it's all, like, a thousand ways to die, and, uh, <laughs> warrior. I'm um, edgy, I'm dark. Um, but I mean, like, uh, but I still, but I remember I still really wanted to go, and I went with my brothers and my mom, and I was um, completely and, and utterly invested in mm-hmm. it. The first time I saw it, I was on an airplane. I was heading back from uh, Greece or something like that, and I was watching it on the airplane, and it got to that incinerator scene, and I was like, "I'm a se- I'm 17 years old. I'm not gonna. I'm on, I'm in public. I'm not gonna cry. What an airplane! What an airplane!" It's also that incinerator scene is one of the best scenes uh, Pixar's ever produced. Yeah. What do you think is more um, call, like socially ap- appropriate, crying because you're afraid of flying? crying because you just watched a bunch of toys get incinerated. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm terrified of flying, so... I think, I, yeah. I think on, I a, on an... It, well, situationally... With, with Toy Story 3, I think it was sort of situationally appropriate because everyone was crying at Toy yeah. Story 3. Yeah, I was bawling my <laughs> eyes out. Yeah, I still, like, even when I watch it to this day, it's really hard not to choke up even a little bit mm-hmm. at that point in the movie. Which, you know, Pixar's so good for making you, like, feel things, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, they all, they're never afraid to tug up a hard strings. Like, they really go for it mm-hmm. yeah. it's like they're grabbing it and they're just chugging it clean out of your chest <laughs> just like grabbing a knife carving your heart out of your chest you don't need this anymore and hammer <laughs> no, La- yeah, like John Lasseter's they... office just has like a and it, on the, along the border just everyone's hearts yeah. it's like he pulls in reaches it out puts shows in your face and like look at it look at it and then just hammers it into the table was that Lasseter's last movie with, with uh... he didn't direct that one no no I mean but as a producer no he's uh no actually right after that Toy Story 3 is when Lasseter became like the chief uh executive of DC. Oh. Oh. Or sorry, sorry, no, <laughs> John Lasseter, chief executive of Batman. <laughs> that would be the weirdest <laughs> Batman movie ever. Yeah. Um, but like... Uh, the crime he had to stop was his guilt about his parents. <laughs> and that damn balloon guy! <laughs> uh, and then coming up next is Cars 2. I haven't seen it. and I, I, I know I've seen it. Again, I don't remember a thing about it. All right. <laughs> That's our review of Cars 2. Yeah, uh, I, I saw it. And I saw it once, and all I remember is I thought it was brutal. Like, yeah. uh, um, the best analogy I could give for it is um, um, okay, so there's this episode of South Park where um, this mascot guy shows up to the school. Uh, and he's like to promote the ideals of sexual harassment, and he's dressed as a panda. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> to, to promote pan- sexual harassment, or to be like, or to talk about sexual harassment. And right. he, but he's a panda, and it's like, and we're all like, okay, what does a panda have to do with sexual harassment? And it makes me ask this kind of the same question with to- uh, with uh, cars too, which is. What do secret agents have to do with cars? Well, they think about drive it. Them. In a world full of cars, there's obviously going to be secret agent cars. And they and they, they did they did the fireman thing with the, the Disney not Pixar planes movie. Yeah, planes. That was just a Disney movie. Yeah, right? well, it wasn't actually Pixar. Okay, I'm glad we're not talking about those yeah, movies. I didn't um, I yeah, because it was planes either. and then planes fire and rescue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it was going to be a third one, but they never made it. Yeah, called car <laughs> like uh, it was like. Something to do with Mater as a car as a plane or some shit. I think there was like a short <laughs> film that played before. I hate that I know this. <laughs> that played before. I think it was Fire and Rescue, and it was like Mater as a fucking airplane, and it was like, no, uh, <laughs> you're a tow truck. You can't tow a fucking airplane. <laughs> there's also the whole thing of like 
Mater's fine in the first cars as a uh, kind of side comic relief character, but once you make him kind of a star of the movie, mm-hmm. it just is like, shut up, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I haven't seen it. I don't have yeah, any. I literally don't have an opinion about it. Yeah. Uh, Brave is next. That's okay. Uh, I didn't care for Brave very much. I haven't seen it. And I, <laughs> I, I liked I liked the mother bear bits when like like she's. Like like the dainty bear bits, like the mother gets turned into, into a bear, yeah. and she's still trying to be all prim and proper, but she's a bear. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it basically just Pocahontas? Uh, really. No, it's, it's kind, kind of, it's, it's more like Brother Bear. No, do really? I, uh, it's like Brother Bear and the Emperor's New Groove. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but super uh, slow and self-serious. Did yeah. she turn into a llama? <laughs> I'd watch that. I mean, a I llama wish, with but... a bow and arrow? That'd be yeah. fucking neat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, like, I don't know, I just felt so... The trailers made it look so interesting. It had almost like a look of, like, a Miyazaki film, it but... It kind of looked like Mulan, but Scottish. And, <laughs> yeah, and then you know, Mulan's I... 25 years old now? Or 20 wow. years old now? Still has, has still has one of the best Disney songs ever. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> Let's get down to the business. <laughs> hey, copyright, copyright. <laughs> if you only sing the first bar, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh... I don't know, I just felt like it... I don't know, I just thought Brave felt very autopilot and very, like, just kind of uninspired. And, like, yeah. also, from what I understand, it was plagued by, like, a, a shit ton of, like, rewrites and, like, it production hell issues. It did feel like two issues. different movies. It, it, from what I know, it's more of a Disney movie than it is a Pixar movie, right? Yeah. Oh, it, ha- it falls into a lot of a bad, um, uh, or, both, like, kind of outdated Disney tropes. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, I forget who it was, but somebody had an analogy where he was talking about Frozen. Mm-hmm. And he said that it's interesting how, um... How Disney, for once, made a better movie than uh, uh, was it than Pixar with Frozen as opposed to Brave, mm. and that and until then, that had never been heard of. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the longest time, Pixar was kind of just saving Disney's ass left and right. <laughs> All right, Brave, it was fine. Hmm. Meh, Meh. <laughs> uh, Monsters University. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was fine. Yeah, uh, I like it. It's kinda, I think it's okay. It's kind of just Animal House with uh, monsters. But, <laughs> yeah. there is it's, a lot. it's every college movie ever made, just they're monsters. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like a lot of the connections to the the, the first one, though. Well, I, yeah. For, we'll call it the first yeah, one. Yeah. I was going to say, like, the second The word. original. Uh, yeah, the original. Because, like, when Ra- how Randall gets his, like, sneaky eyeballs, they just, like, oh, yeah. you look better without the glasses. And then he's like, <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I also I like what it kind of ends up being about in the end, which I think like a is, getting fucked up, where it's, like, it's kind of relevant to what I feel. What I think a lot of people in uh, in university go through, where like you're told growing up that you could be, I uh, was at anything and you could accomplish anything, when in reality that's bullshit. And sometimes you just kind of yeah, yeah. kind of got what, What's Mike's line? It's okay to be okay. Yeah, yeah. Or like is that what he said? Yeah, or something yeah. like it's okay to be average, or, or along those lines. Yeah, yeah or even like uh, even if you don't get your ideal job or your ideal uh, what you planned, like you could still find happiness doing something else. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's like I think that's actually kind of an, a li- a little bit of a poignant and adult message. Yeah, yeah it's it really is. endearing. For it is. Sure. It's, uh, I kind of forgot about that honestly, but it reminded me of it, and that is very is a very mature message. Yeah, especially for a movie about getting fucked up in college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but I mean, also one more point it has. Nathan Fillion is a monster. Oh, That's yeah, true. totally. Right, he is. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the jock, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Nathan Fillion is always a win. <laughs> um, and then, I'm going to say it right now, the best pic- Disney Pixar film, Inside Out. I agree. Very yeah. good. It's, oh, I love it so it's, much. It's definitely in my top five. That was my favorite movie of that year. Mm-hmm. Still And that is. was the year Force Awakens came out. I know. <laughs> okay, so Hard I've got to say. Li- and I love The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. you know. 
All right. <laughs> okay, I've got a little story for you guys about when. So. Oh yeah, Liam Chris, and I saw that yeah. together. So Christian and I got off work, and and he was like, "You want to hang out or go to the movies or something?" I'm like, "Hey, I." And I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, what do you want to see? He's like, I kind of want to go see Mad Max or uh, Jurassic World again. I'm like, well, I really want to go see Inside Out. And we went back and forth on it for a bit. You're like, fine, we'll go see Inside Out. And then <laughs> you sit down and we end. You're like, and the movie ends and he just looks at me for like a good minute after. He's like, that was beautiful. <laughs> I, I, okay. Liam and I have seen a, a ton of movies together, as I'm sure you could probably gather by listening to this. But... <laughs> There have been a few cases where I have to cover my face. <laughs> and so I, you know, I'll put one hand over one side of my face, the other hand over my other, and I'll sit there, like, cupping my head like they're goggles, and then just bawling my fucking eyeballs <laughs> out. And I'll cry like a fucking baby. Mm. And with, with Inside Out, uh, man, you know, that's bit where, fucking goddamn it, it's going to get me right now. When Bing Bong... Is saying goodbye to oh, Joy. <laughs> Take her to the moon for it. Oh. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's hurt. Oh, fuck, it's fucking hit um, me right my, now. My, my favorite, honestly, my favorite part of that movie is a sigh. When Riley sighs at the end when she's hugging her parents. Mm. It's like, it, it, this, like the it's sound of the sigh. Yeah, the sound of the sigh perfectly encompasses like the combination of happiness and sadness. Yeah. Just the, I, I don't know how else to put it. Like, that's what that movie's yeah, about. Yeah, it's like... It, it, sort of thing. I don't, I don't know if that picked that up, but so it's, I don't know, it's something that I'm always kind of a sucker for in movies or just storytelling. Which is there's that point when you're like uh, 12, 11, or uh, like around that age when you're kind of starting to enter your teens, where like the stuff that was really important to you at one point, you kind of realize uh, doesn't really matter as much to you anymore. Your like perception really starts to change, and you don't know why. Yeah, kind of like how. Uh, I remember being in when I was in like the fifth grade or something, and in science we talked about a one day how like in one day the sun's gonna blow up, and I remember that actually really <laughs> fucked with me for a long time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I gotta start thinking about this shit. I'm gonna freak out now. Yeah, but you live in a world where Inside Out exists. So yeah. There's yeah. a little bit of peace and yeah, Inside Out is not just a beautiful movie, but also the message about uh, just. The combinations of emotions mm-hmm. is pretty like it's, it's kind of advanced psychology. Yeah, totally. Especially in a fucking kids movie. Yeah, yeah. and they like the fact it so well. You you can be angry and sad at the same time. Yeah, or you can, you can be happy and sad at the same time. Yeah. Sad, sadness, anger, jealousy, and what was the other one? Disgust. Fear and disgust. Yeah, disgust, not jealousy. Yeah, are all not necessarily negative emotions. Mm, well, anger is a negative emotion. I mean, it's a very useful emotion. It's not necessarily negative. Useful. I think, but... That's a really interesting way to think about it. I've never thought of it as useful. No, it, it, it's definitely useful. <laughs> how, how can it be useful? It can motivate you. Um, as oh, John okay. Lydon likes to say, anger is an energy. Yeah, anger is an energy. It's, but, it's very important not to let anger consume you. In fact, I mean, like, I'm not exactly the most chipper person, but I try <laughs> to encourage people. Like, when people say, like, oh, you're so angry, I'm like, no, anger is important. You need anger. Yeah, but also... Having anger consume you is one of the worst things yes. I think a human. Oh yeah, that could yeah. that immediately could, following I mean, that this podcast. Up, but immediately following this podcast, Liam's gonna strangle a puppy. <laughs> no, you know, no, no, you two come first. <laughs> oh no, we'll come first. <laughs> we are on your lap. I love it. Gross. Um, <laughs> and then you know the weirdest part about about Pixar is they release an exceptional film, mm-hmm. and then they release kind of a bummer like that. the Good Dinosaur. 
I yeah. never saw a good dinosaur. It's not great. It's, it's not weird. bad, but it's not very good either. It feels like 20 different people were directing it. Oh, I, yeah. All I know is that apparently it's another one. Like, uh, apparently it and Brave were in development at the same time, mm-hmm. and they were both plagued with those problems. Yeah, yeah, like they recast the main kid three weeks before they released the movie. Yeah, really? wasn't it originally like, like Neil weeks. Patrick Harris or something in there? Or? Yeah, something like that. And then they were like, let's get a kid. And, um, and then... Uh, you know the the. I'll say one thing about it: the animation is exceptional. Mm-hmm. It is it is very it's well beautiful. animated. Yes, like like you said earlier, the water in there is mm. just to die for. Like I want to drink it. Yeah. And then even even the design of a oh, fucking little foot. No, that's not his name. Um, what's his name? <laughs> I I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. Well, a good dinosaur. Yeah. Um, that's how that's how like non remember memorable that film is for me. Yeah. Like um, but. You know, they have, like, <laughs> you have uh, Sam Elliott in there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, we talked about it a little bit at the uh, in the last podcast, but, like, Sam Elliott is, is probably the only good part of that film. Although, how they deal with his character. Isn't and, he, like, like a t- cattle rancher or something? Yeah, he's, yeah. A fucking, he's a dinosaur who is a farmer. <laughs> yeah. Fucking I mean, weird. to be fair, the, the, the brachiosaurus in the beginning with Littlefoot's family... They're they're farmers too. They're literally doing trenches. But the T Rexes are they're more ranchers. But yeah, just the fact that they farm shit is yeah. so weird. Uh, but I'm like, a T Rex, but I'm also a cowboy. Yeah, <laughs> there's a bit where glory. there's a bit where they're running like they're riding horses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they even look like they're like galloping. It's super strange. <laughs> yeah, it's a really weird scene in the movie. But you know. All things considered, it's mediocre. Yeah, it's I also think. weirdly dark at points. Yeah, like like, that, like that, they have the pteranodons or whatever, and there's this adorable little mammal. It's like crawling around a tree, and all of a sudden eats it, and like it's not even just one gulp; its tail is sticking out of its mouth, and then the thing chews and swallows it. And you can hear and the crunching of its bones. Like, one of, I mean, one of my coworker or coworkers was telling me about how his niece was watching it, and he said to her mom, like. Uh, should she really be watching this? Yeah. And at one point, there's this big bug that is bigger than like the little human, and he bites the bug's head off. Oh yeah, that's right. And, like like I like dark darkness is great utilized well, like yep. it is in The Incredibles. Oh yeah, like or it I, serves a purpose. Or, but this was just weird. Yeah, well, I mean, like I grew up with like with Don Bluth's movies, like The Secret of Nim mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Even I mean, like. Um, and look how you turned out. Land Before Time. <laughs> Liam, Liam, cynical asshole. Land Before Time is essentially the same fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Well, save for, I, I guess... Uh, sort of, yeah. Good Dinosaur is essentially the Land Before Time and Ice Age in a movie. Because they're trying to get the kid back. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... But it's for kids. It's more for kids. Because I think Ice Age is not really so much of a kid's film. Because you got Ray Romano. <laughs> right? But... That's a different studio altogether. Anyway, um, yeah, like Good Dinosaur is totally fine. It's 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 yeah, it's, it's passable as it's a weird. yeah. Um, and then they follow it up with another pretty okay film, much better than Good Dinosaur, but Finding Dory. Where yeah, Finding Dory was pretty. good. I liked yeah. Finding Dory overall. Yeah, yeah I, liked it fine. I, I think it's totally okay. Um, I've I've seen it way too many times because um, <laughs> uh, Liam and I will watch it at work and stuff, um, and it's. Like it's pretty much the same fucking movie. I mean, but, there are yeah, parts just, of it that are really good, but yeah, definitely. oh yeah, for sure. 
Like that that squid or that octopus looks amazing. Oh, it's so good. I love it when mm. he's camouflaging and stuff but, like yeah. that. Then again, there's also like these just weird references, like how you have Idris Elba and Dominic West essentially playing <laughs> for characters from The Wire. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah, it's yeah, Verbal's yeah, two seals. Oh, okay. <laughs> Also, that was Idris Elba? Yeah, yeah. Idris Elba and Dominic oh, West. Man. Yeah, and they, I didn't and know that. Like Liam said, they're essentially playing the characters from The Wire. Huh. Like, um, have you ever seen The Wire? No. Oh, okay. Um, Neither have I. But. Well, I mean, <laughs> and also, in Andrew Stan's fairness, he did come off of a bit of a rough time when uh, before making it. Like, uh, he had just made, uh, uh, what is it, John Carter, which was like his big passion project, but... And it flopped. Yeah, yeah. and it flopped, and like, he, to a point where he lost, where he almost got dropped from Disney. He's like, yeah. okay, I'll make the fish movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but I, I like Finding Dory fine. Yeah, I, think, I, like I think a lot of the performances hold up, for sure, mm-hmm. compared to the first one. Um, and I think the tone really carries over into this into the second one. Um, you know, the same sort of um, aura and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Dory's totally adorable. Yeah, Ellen really, DeGeneres carries the movie for sure. Um, and I mean, even well, Marlon's really good, but yeah, the movie's is. not about Marlon. Well, like I mean, they're barely in it. They're in it for maybe 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, and I, well, I mean, even I, I'm, what is it? Uh, the kid playing uh, uh, who they got to replace uh, Nemo, I thought did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, pretty damn close. Like it, it is a little. The movie is a little um, predictable in the sense that, of course, they go on land. Yeah. Like, of course they're going to go on land. It's just like with Spongebob. It's like, no, duh, they're going to go on <laughs> land. Um, especially when you call your movie Sponge Out of Water. <laughs> Even though... Really give it away there, yeah, guys. Yeah, such a big deal. You guys already did it in a movie before. Right? I know. Yeah. Um, Spongebob's weird. It's uh, a weird thing. All right, moving on to Cars 3. I haven't seen it. I, I didn't care it. enough. I didn't know it existed till today. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, with... how did you not know Cars Three was? I, 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 I knew I knew it had been announced. I didn't know it had come out. <laughs> yeah, it's been out for like four years. <laughs> and it, I don't I don't know I don't know I mean, how year, that happened. It's only been a year. You're right. Um, and then with that being said, I just looked up. I'm like, all right, let's just see a list of Pixar movies. Make sure I've seen most of them. Cars Three's out when the, last year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> nope. I didn't care about the last one, so I don't care about this one. Um, but uh, Coco is our next choice. I liked Coco. I, I actually have not seen Coco yet. It's I good. really it's wanted really to go, good. but I couldn't get around to it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it a lot. It's one of the only times that I've seen a, a Disney movie, or generally like an animated film in general, where I hate a fucking character. Oh, yeah? I hate the grandmother so much. Yeah? Because she's so mean. Oh, like not not Coco, but her daughter. Yeah, yeah, her yeah, daughter. Yeah. She's so grumpy. Yeah. I can understand why, but like her motivation is just like your dad left, and it's like okay, that sucks, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, and I'm, I'm again those that are listening at home. I'm not trying to demor like not to uh, put down that I, that whole sort of trauma or whatnot, but like you have a very flourishing family, a yeah. very flourishing business. You have a very happy go lucky thing. Just let the kid fucking play music. Yeah. <laughs> like, pisses me off to no end. Oh, yeah, no, that's actually something that usually does just bug me in movies. Just when you have, like, a person where it's like, oh, we, or we're just so overly, unapologetically, like, mean-spirited and unlikable. But, oh, it's like, oh, you're supposed to get it because, oh, we're just so sad. Um, yeah, and she and she's too sad. It's just that something, or, like, just angry, angry, where it's yeah. like, I just feel angry, like yeah. it's something where, like, it's some, it's very hard to pull off properly, because when it... And when it's not, it drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and yeah, it's just it's her character is the only bit of the movie where I'm not a big fan of. But everything outside of that, it's very very beautifully animated. It is. Oh yeah, the animation's incredible. The as, with, as per usual with Pixar. But yeah, yeah, I mean they obviously step up their game every single time they make a movie. Mm-hmm. But um, the the city the that they're in mm-hmm. is just when you look at it from afar, there's stuff moving everywhere. Yeah, which is on like this movie came out ten years ago would have been unheard of mm-hmm. to have that sort of animation in a film. Well, be, and and you know even uh, Miguel is very interesting as a character. Yeah. I like his journey a lot. Um, I like uh, they kind of have a little bit of a twist in there. Yeah, I honestly that blindsided me. Really? Yeah, I, I did not see it coming at all. I could kind of see it, but I was like I didn't want to believe it at first because mm-hmm. I was like I want him to be that rock star's. Kid, yeah. sorry, spoilers. Fuck, <laughs> I should have said that before. Um, but uh, there's this really cool theory that says that, you know, well, shows that when he picks up the, is it a leaf? What is it? A flower? I can't remember. When he picks up the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the it, person in the book, was it? Oh, no, I'm thinking of a different movie. Never mind. Hit Forrest Gump? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, when he, when he picked, whatever the thing is that... Uh, that uh, Miguel needs to get home, the oath or whatever, yeah, um, yeah. it doesn't glow, mm-hmm. right? To show that, you know, he's not yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not his relative. And then uh, the other thing is the reason why he's not so excited when he sees him is he's cause probably just like, ah, you're just some groupie's kid. Mm-hmm. Like, that's probably what he's thinking. And so, or groupie's grandchild or something like that. So um, there's a lot of layers in that film that really, that, that if you're a kid, you wouldn't really pick up on. Mm-hmm. And like the, the, um, balance of a family dynamic and that sort of thing and like mm-hmm. trying to, to unify the family. I think with a lot of the Pixar films they, they intentionally sh- um, put in a very adult and very real situations so that one, you can explain it to your kid. Mm-hmm. Two, so you can enjoy the film as a parent yeah. um, or even just as an adult. And three, because uh, it makes an interesting and compelling film. So, um, But that's something that Moving on to The Incredibles, too, mm-hmm. that really, you know, that's another one of those things that's, that's so strong, like the the usage of a family dynamic, right, and how untraditional it is for the male to be in charge of the mm-hmm. family, right, and that sort of stuff. One thing I was going to say to you, Liam, um, was that the movie very obviously tells you what era it takes place in. Yeah, it's pretty like it's pretty in your nose, on, on in your face. Because the first Incredibles um, makes it kind of a place out of time type of a thing, like yeah. kind of like well, Batman be animated. To, to me, it was pretty obviously in the sixties. Really, yeah. Like with the technology and stuff, I thought it watched kind of like a Batman be animated series, where it's like uh, you have a setting that looks very thirties with like gangsters and like the old fashioned cars, but then you have like out there technology and whatnot. Yeah, and very modern. Um, while with the second one, it's blatant. It's blatant. Like it's like yeah, it's very obviously in the sixties. Okay. Um, they really push the espionage thing too, which is really cool. Redbird's really good for that. I remember we. I mean, we've probably all heard the the uh, interview or whatever where he says that he will not make another Incredibles film until he thinks that he can do one that's either at par or better than the first par. one. And I don't get uh, it. Bob Parr. Oh, because ah, their name. Um, the, uh, I thought you were talking like Brad Bird, Birdie, Parr, like golf. Uh, one thing. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a long journey. Uh, one thing I was going to say, and Brad Bird has a famous, uh, uh, there's a point in the Incredibles commentary, which Brad Bird gets quoted on a lot, which I heavily agree with him on, which is where he says animation, uh, he says people come up to him and they're like, 
uh, what's it like working the animation genre? He's like, it's not a genre. Mm-hmm. Animation is an art form. You can do anything with it. It's just a medium to work in. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and that's why I've always felt like Brad Bird directs his movies, uh, especially his animated ones, as if he is directing a live action one. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Like, cause you he, can really see that in Iron Giant. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, yes. yeah, and he also loves his one, two, three type shots and <laughs> and all of that. Yeah, he's um, a brilliant filmmaker. He is. Um, he's one of my favorites. Have you seen Tomorrowland? Yeah, yeah. Totally I, I didn't mind I, it. I really liked it. Honestly. I thought it was pretty I good. Thought it was really charming. Like I, <laughs> I thought it was charming. I think it's a little uneven, but I attribute yeah. that more so to like him working with another another writer on it, who I'm yeah. not the biggest fan of. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I think Brad Bird should just make movies for Brad Bird because um, that's what he yeah. does best. I don't know. I honestly, Iron Giant, Incredibles, Ratatouille, and even Brad Bird also inadvertently directed probably the best Fantastic Four movies we're ever gonna get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly for sure. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the second one. I um, thought it, I'd like. Um, I only saw it. I saw it on Tuesday, and mm-hmm. so and it's resonated with me ever since. So that was two days ago. Yeah. So, I, I there's so many scenes in it, Lucas, that I just want to tell you about, <laughs> but I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. Um, one thing I was gonna say about it is, uh, is that it uh, is that it subverts another trope that can drive me crazy at times. You know, like with a stay at home dad thing, how they'll mm-hmm. like usually they'll just make him a complete and utter incompetent dumbass. He is um, pretty incompetent. No, but I mean, like, but... he's act- No, I mean, like, but he's legitimately trying, and, like, there are points yeah. where it's like, yeah, I'm fi- like, he kind of messes up at first, but it's like, no, I'm legitimately figuring this out. This isn't, like, Michael Keaton and Mr. Mom, or. Yeah, it's <laughs> like the, the bit where he stays up super late to, to get everything done, right? And to learn how to. How to do new math? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it also meant it also meant something to me because, like, my dad was uh, after my parents split. My dad was a single parent, and like, he had to work. Really, he had to kind of do a lot of stuff like that. Like, even the whole bit in the trailer, which you see, where it's like, but why did they change math thing? Like, my dad had similar things where, like, he'd be looking yeah. at my homework and he wouldn't know how to help me with it because it's like. <laughs> No, my, my parents have had that same thing. They're like, why'd they change math? Math is <laughs> math. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really great film. Honestly, yeah. it's it's super worth the watch. Definitely worth the money. Um, be warned, there is a lot of seizure inducing inducing scenes. Okay, which, which there's only really like one that's really there's bad. Three, Liam. There's three. There's one that's incredibly bad, but there's and it, not bad in the sense that it's a bad scene. Bad mm-hmm. in the sense that it's very light, uh, flickery, and like yeah. to a point where at my theater there were warnings at the front door saying like, yeah. Uh, please, yeah. it's like be warned that if you have epilepsy, uh, consult your doctor before going or whatnot. Yeah, and it gets pretty extreme. Mm. Like, it, and it's very even as a person who doesn't have epilepsy or or suffers from seizures, watching, um, it hurt my eyes too. Yeah, it was okay. like yeah. I remember I was just kind of like, uh, like my eyes were kind of twitching. Like I already blink a lot, but this was like, but this was kind of like sending it over the edge. Mm. Did you see it in three D? Yes. Okay, I saw it in, in standard. So, does the 3D add anything? Like, especially uh, with, like, Elastigirl? Uh, at parts, it is kind of cool, like, with her motorcycle and whatnot, but... Oh, cool. There is, uh, but a lot of it is, like, I'm not the biggest 3D fan, and this is a movie that's really been insisting on 3D showings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't find a showing anywhere that, like, at the time I was going that didn't, that didn't have a 2 that, or that had a 2D showing. Hmm. Like, it was just like, I was like, guys, I don't give a shit about your 3D, just let me go see a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, 3D has never really done much for me. But no. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's an episode in all of itself. Um, okay, so that's our retrospective on the on the on Pixar. On Pixar, all their movies. Um, um, now let's talk about Disney. Okay, so Snow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, we're gonna take a little break. Yeah, let's take a break.
Thanks for tuning back into the Thundercast. Uh, today we're going to be playing a little bit different of a game. Uh, this one is called Retconned. Um, the premise of this game is uh, we're going to take a bad movie, or a movie that we consider bad, and we're going to fix it. Uh, so we, there's a couple rules. So basically we have to recast, because uh, you can't... I mean, you could recast, just recast the same people in the movie, but where's the fun in that? So we're going to recast the movie... And we're going to pick a new writer, director, you know, production team. And then we're going to try and figure out how we can rewrite the plot so that it's, it's structured a little bit better. Um, the other thing is we're going to give ourselves a time limit of 15 minutes to figure this out. Today's episode is The Room by Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> oh, hi, Christian. <laughs> it, is, it is a Herculean task yeah, we're I taking feel, on right feel, now. Yeah, for the first episode, let's just, let's fucking go hard, yeah. you know? And uh, here we... Go. All right, timer, timer is going. going. All right. So, <laughs> the room. Um, first and foremost, don't call it the room. <laughs> the room has nothing to do with a yeah. movie at all. It, yeah, it takes place in several rooms. Yeah. Um, so I think first and foremost, we re- we rename the movie. Um, I don't know something stupid like Love in San Francisco or like <laughs> San Fran Love Love Isco or just love betrayal or I don't know. Betrayal on the Love house. Love and betrayal. On, yeah. Love and betrayal. There we go. Love and betrayal. That's the new name of the movie. All right. So we're kicking Tommy out. I'm sorry, Tommy. You are a, an enigma. You are an alien, I think, and you are a god, probably. Um, <laughs> Enjoy your ride in the TARDIS, friend. But <laughs> we got to get rid of you, Tom. So sorry, bud. Uh, so I think recasting Tommy Wiseau is probably going to be the hardest part. Yeah. We need, we need, well, I think we just need uh, a suitable leading man. Yeah, well, because from what I understand, John uh, Hamm. Johnny comes off as a very, uh, like, Tommy wants us to think he's a very successful banker and stockbroker and whatnot. Right. And, like, just an all around heartthrob. So you kind of need somebody who could carry himself that way. I like got John Hamm. Like John yeah. Hamm. <laughs> and his, his friend, Mark. Mm-hmm. Played by Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Uh, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. actually, maybe. I <laughs> yeah, can kind of see like that. I, I love it. it. Um, um, Jake's. Uh, <laughs> and then Lisa. Uh, Brie sorry. Larson? Brie Larson. All right. Um, I was going to say Ilza Fisher, but... Oh, actually, maybe. Isla Fisher, but yeah. Isla? Um, <laughs> Island Fishing. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck it. Uh, Brie Larson. That's a great cast. Yeah. All right, cool. Right. Wait, but we, we need one more. We need Denny. Oh, yeah, Denny. Oh, who's Denny? Um, Shit, I don't know any children need... actors. <laughs> He's um, not a child. <laughs> uh, Timothy Chalamet. Who is he? Oh uh, yeah, he, he's the, he's the kid everyone's freaking out over right now. He was in Lady Bird and Call uh, Me by Your Name. Yeah, oh, yeah. he was in Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. He was also the gay guy in Lady Bird. Oh, have you seen Lady yeah, Bird? I haven't. Good movie. Have not. Okay, okay, sorry. Um, okay, fuck it. Sure, he's Danny. Yeah. I can all see right, it. Cool. Um, all right. So Mark played by Neil Patrick Harris, Johnny played by John Hamm, <laughs> and Elisa played by Brie Larson. All right, this is a hell of a cast already. With. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, Shattered May, Chalamet, Shupalupo, illiterate dumbass. Timothy Shoop, Timothy Timothy Frenchman. Yeah, not a French accent. Timothy loves Army Hammer. Perfect. There we go. Done. Okay. Now the biggest thing I think is we got to unconvolute the plot. Yeah. So I think making it about Lisa falling in love with Mark and that's the driving force of the film. Should be it. I think, I think, and I think a reason for why John uh, she, she is kind of starting to move away from Johnny is that 
uh, was a Johnny is like very successful. He is a he's a businessman. He has he he runs multiple successful companies and is like a, a really high up on Wall Street. Um, but like she's kind of starting to <laughs> San Francisco uh, Wall Street. Sorry, um, <laughs> yeah, she's but she's starting to drift away because she's starting to realize like well money and power just isn't making me happy. Yeah, and he's yeah. He, maybe he's a little corrupt. Yeah, just yeah, a little bit. Like he's he, a little bit abusive. Yeah, but not like he he does not hit her. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's, not true. It's bullshit. It's more like uh, they'll argue or something, and then his retort will he be he'll just buy or something or like yeah, like the, yeah, they'll get into a fight and yeah, exactly. His way of apologizing is is by mm-hmm. you know gaslighting her or whatever. So so um, the main character is Lisa. Is what we're saying. Um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, or like I don't know. I feel like uh, it would be. I don't know. I'd have a t- kind of. You'd have like uh, not dual protagonists, but like the what's it called when you have the three protagonists? Um, trifecta. Yeah, you have a trifecta. <laughs> yeah, you have your trifecta, and I like it follows it. each of her perspectives. Like maybe John, uh, sorry, Mark, had, Mark and Johnny have been best friends since high school. They've all they were all friends or whatnot. But money's changed. Yeah, them. and like uh, let's say um, Johnny is the one who kind of became really really successful, and Mark has always been in love with Lisa, but he can't because he's got a little more because he kind of just had some bad strings and couldn't pick up yeah mm-hmm. and and you know he johnny's my best friend yeah. I, I think honestly i think johnny's the villain of the movie yeah mm-hmm. totally um and like maybe how does denny play in here like i think denny maybe he's just like being tutored by lisa honestly or, i don't see a point for, or i don't know I, may, or he denny, needs to be there or denny is uh <laughs> denny is uh johnny's uh younger intern or assistant yeah sure or just like right. a, almost like a younger brother figure to him and, and maybe it, he he finds out that uh lisa and mark are having a secret affair and he has to decide whose side he's on and, right. but he's kind of leaning more towards johnny because he's his intern and his yes mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. and maybe johnny is also cheating on lisa Maybe and with so, Denny. With Denny. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, that, that guy's career and, at this point is just, you know, the gay lead. Which, and, sure. And while uh, Johnny's, uh, while all these relationship things are going on with Johnny, um, like maybe like his business is starting to like fall apart a little bit. Like maybe like these guys want him out of a company and that would lead, mm-hmm. lead more incentive to like the famous scene where he just takes his life in the end. Yeah. Like because like maybe it's just like a downward spiral of like how... Kind of like with something like Bear Will Be Blood, how everything Johnny is starts to erode away until he's just nothing. And then maybe mm-hmm. the the way in which Johnny, uh, sorry, uh, that Lisa and Mark kind of become a couple is Lisa's mom does have cancer. Mm-hmm. She actually does have cancer. And Johnny's not there for her. Johnny's not there and for her. Maybe so Mark can... is there to console her and kind of make her feel better. And maybe they can relate in the sense that like maybe part of why uh, Mark was never able to pick up the way Johnny did or like be as successful is because he had to care for his mom who was really sick. So they can kind of relate on that level. Wow. Yeah, this sounds like an okay film. <laughs> um, who plays who plays Lisa's mom? Uh, Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Linney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah Laura right. Linney. Okay, cool. Um, and she's not really like there a whole lot. Like she just no, kind of is there. No, she's to... a small role. Yeah. Um, okay. So as it stands right now, uh, okay. Act one. Johnny comes home. Lisa is there. She's excited to see him. Um, maybe he, he introduces her to Denny as like his intern and whatnot. Yeah, and yeah, he brings her brings him over for dinner. Um, they kind of wine and dine him. Johnny and Lisa get going because uh, we i mean the one thing i want to keep a couple things faithful to the original yeah. i really want to have a sex scene five minutes into the yeah. movie um, <laughs> i like would really it, start though it out. wouldn't be as romanticized i see it i'd be more like uh, johnny's like super into it and all over but you could kind of see it as she's like kind of starting to fall out like not as interested yeah like for her it's almost like this is his end of day activity right yeah so it's she's like, like she's into it at first but as it goes she's kind of like i don't know if i feel this way anymore 
And then he's just like, what do you mean? And then she's just like, like, I don't, I don't know if I love you anymore. <laughs> and then he's like, hits her. <laughs> no. Murder. Yeah, murders her right off the bat. And then she comes back as a zombie. And then... Um. <laughs> Then Captain America shows up. Yeah. And Keith Cuts her Richard, head off with a shield. And Keith Richards was there. I <laughs> was <laughs> no, just sitting on the couch. This is far out, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I would have a scene, at least one scene as a little homage. Like maybe, uh, uh, was it Johnny's about to leave to go on another business endeavor? But he's maybe he's just like holding a football or something as he just spent a lot of money just buying this football. Yeah. <laughs> he really wants to play football, but no one will play football with yeah. him. Yeah, and then he takes Mark to the park. he's like you know I really do want to have him be like so Mark how's your sex life but not Um, as awkward like he did he's kind of just like so like are you seeing any women like kind of thing he's just like and he's like oh you know like I'm seeing a seeing a girl how would are we going to work in Denny's drug problem or are we just going to drop that all together sorry Chris R is not in this film which despite uh, being the only solid performance (laughs) which I'm pretty sure if Tommy Wiseau ever heard this he would be like you know, I'm going to sue you all. <laughs> I mean, he sued Doug Walker. Yeah, but that guy deserved it. Um, anyway, yeah, so, um, I, I mean, we'd have to bring Tommy on as, like, a consultant. A consultant. But yeah. it's more of just, like, a here's your, have you seen The Disaster Artist? Yeah. It's, like, here is your, here's your, like, little box. <laughs> yeah. Just go in your room. Yeah, it's kind of like what they did with Gene Roddenberry in Star Trek or George Lucas when uh, Disney bought it. They moved him upstairs to the role of... Creative executive, which loosely <laughs> translates to "but fuck nothing." <laughs> they fuck fuck butts um, for nothing. For nothing. <laughs> That's Hollywood, folks. Um, what are we at? We got six minutes left. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, how does Johnny find out? Hmm. I think Denny tells him. Denny um, tells. I'd him. say Denny okay. kind of brings it towards his attention, and Johnny starts to get a little more investigative. Like, and he'll. Uh, so, like, maybe he'll start to, like, uncover stuff, and he'll be like, yeah, Denny, you're going to follow them. And yeah. then, like... Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and it would kind of... does he have a camera? Because we got to make him creepy somehow. Oh, yeah, and, oh, yeah. and you have, like... creepy. Oh, yeah, and you'd have, like, maybe a bit of a cat and mouse game as, like, as Mark kind of starts to come into his own, we're kind of starting to try and one-up each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, yeah, it would kind of just be, like, an espion... Or a business uh, uh, espionage love story. Um, espionage love story. Yeah, but it would also, also, but it would also be. But it would also, yeah, but it would also be a. Uh, uh, was it like a character study type thing of like how uh, money, like does money result in happiness, and how mm-hmm. like and how like power can like us cause anybody to erode away until they're nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Johnny, does Johnny find out and not tell Lisa then? Um, like I think he would find out. Denny would tell him, mm-hmm. and he would know. And then he'd kind of like subtly start to bring it up here and there. And I, then... I don't think he would believe that it's actually happening because Mark's his best friend, right? And Lisa's mm-hmm. his fiance or whatever the relationship yeah, is. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> he, he's and he he's he, he, Denny's a fairly new hire, so he's just like, "What does this fucking kid know?" Yeah, what a nerd. But then he, but then he has that in his brain, and he starts to see. Uh, he gets more and more signals. suspicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like maybe he'll see like a uh, something left in the room or something, or like in his room upstairs, like whether it be a. Uh, like, I don't know, something of Mark's that he just thinks looks familiar. Like, maybe if it's even, like, a pen or something that he gave him that was just left yeah. left upstairs, and it's yeah, like, wait that. a second. Like, maybe there's even little these little teeth marks where uh, where Mark chewed it, or... And that's how he knows. And then, and then Act 3, the party. Because mm-hmm. we gotta have Johnny's birthday party. Yeah. Um, Johnny's, you know, turning whatever vampire age he's turning. <laughs> and then... Uh, 
he, that's when he his suspicions are peaked because mm-hmm. I feel like he would kind of start to see Mark and Lisa hold, like not necessarily holding hands but brushing each other and stuff like yeah. that, and or like, like just or not even brushing each other, just kind of like talking more and giggling. Yeah, and and chatting by the, in the Staying kitchen, closer together than he's comfortable with. Yeah, and then maybe he does have the explosive thing, and he's just like. You fucking piece of shit. And then he just, like, tries to beat up Mark. Maybe he does successfully beat up Mark. Mm-hmm. Like, takes him outside and just starts And, like, this is right after, like, uh, Danny shows up. It's like, yeah, we really got... I really need to talk to you, Johnny. It's like, yeah, the guys are... Uh, was it the guys at the company are back? They want you out. And he's, like, losing everything. Like, it's starting yeah. to go completely south. Yeah, because... Everything, it, everything's coalescing into one big pile of shit. Yeah, like, his, his obsession um, kind of makes him disregard work. Mm-hmm. And then, so now he's kind of switched his obsession from being about work and now being about, about Lisa again, but in a very destructive way. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, you know, like I said, probably nearly kills Mark mm-hmm. and then, you know, runs away or something. And I don't think he should shoot himself. Mm. I think he should go to the Golden Gate Bridge and jump off. Mm. That's how I think it should end. Because if you're going to do it as San Francisco, what a better place to do it, really. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a horrible <laughs> thing I just said. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> or, like, I don't know, I was thinking, like, you still do it, or... I was thinking maybe almost like he poisons himself or something. Like he's sitting in his office as like just look reflecting on everything. Like everything's being taken away. Yeah. Like it would be like this slow little montage of everything just leaving to a point where he's just standing there alone. He like he's drunk. He's a mess. And then just like maybe maybe he dies by accident. Yeah, like, maybe or like maybe falls like falls down or some maybe stairs like, or something like that. Or maybe like he sees a gun on the table in his desk or something. Like the last thing left over, and he just looks at it. How do we set up the gun? I think he uses it in interview or like during like his interviews and stuff to kind of like draw. Like he's like, oh, maybe he's an arms dealer. Yeah. Like a secret arms dealer? Yeah. No. Not, no, I think <laughs> this company sells guns. Oh, okay. And so he just has this gun. and There we go. We solved the gun problem. Yeah, and like he just looks at <laughs> He solves like, the gun problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so, and then uh, Johnny, boom, pow. Yeah. We don't even need to sh- like actually show it happen. He just looks down at the gun, cut away. Yeah. And then Lisa, Lisa is at the hospital with Mark. Mm-hmm. And then she gets the phone call. And then she's just like withering down and she doesn't even need to go and like go find him or whatever I think she just find out how do we wrap up the movie we got a minute I, and a half I, don't know, I was thinking like it just wraps up with uh, either him just looking down at the gun or uh, like it just cuts away and then um, uh, what is it uh, or maybe he's looking between or, or sorry what was I going to say he, uh, so she uh, gets a phone call right after at the hospital and she just answers and says hello and it's over or like she just looks ooh that's pretty good yeah. Holy crap, did we just fix the room? I think we just fixed the room. We just fixed All right, it. Quickly. It's a completely different movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, quickly, director. Oh, shit. Oh. Uh, director. We have a minute time. and a half. Uh, director. Um, uh, who, who does uh, lots of like um, kind of thrillers? Sort of. Who directed Gone Girl? Oh, Soderbergh. Uh, Soderbergh. Oh, that's Soderbergh. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, Steven yeah, Soderbergh. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was thinking like... Yeah, well, you were thinking of Fincher there, but yeah, yeah. I couldn't see Fincher doing it. I was thinking like... Uh, maybe a uh, not enough violence for Fincher. <laughs> yeah, no. can't bash in. Yeah, Sodenberg or um, uh, I, I, I'm just going Sodenberg. Yeah, Sodenberg. Yeah, all right, Done. sweet. And I think he probably writes it too. Yeah, yeah, or at least he's involved with the scre- uh, with the screenplay. Yeah. Wow. Before the alarm went off. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Good for us. All right. Uh, we're so good at movies. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like we make them or something. <laughs> yeah, we're good. You can worship us. <laughs> You could ship us? Is that what you said? No, warship. I, People again, will Christians, ship us. you gotta listen. Warship? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like a, a battleship? We, yeah. Next week we're gonna fix battleship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
All right. Liam Neeson, like the actual warship. <laughs> <laughs> he is the ship. Yeah, he is the warship. The warship talks, and it has Liam Neeson's voice. <laughs> I love it. And then it's about gonna... a little boy whose dad dies and goes in his soul gets trapped in a giant warship. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, um, this has been the Thundercast for uh, this week. Uh, my name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. And uh, make sure you, you like and subscribe us on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, on, and on Twitter. On Facebook, Twitter, sorry, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, we're Thunder Lizard Collective. And on Twitter, we are Thunder Lizard OG. Um, be sure to like and subscribe us there. And uh, we'll see you again in a couple weeks. See ya. What are you doing today? I'm Jerking off. <laughs> Good for you. That's how. It's a healthy thing to do. My mom walked in. <laughs> That's less healthy. <laughs> she likes your voice. They all do. <laughs> <laughs>